to our next guest. We've got Malcolm Conn on the line. What a great day for Australian cricket yesterday. For the seventh time, we are the women's 50-over World Cup champions. Malcolm, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Malcolm. Thanks very much for your time. What do you think Meg Lanning was feeling when she was told that the Australians could have a bat first? Um, well, you know what? I think that they were so chock full of confidence that uh, they, they couldn't have cared what they did. But I think that uh, they were in such a bullish mood. I think they were quite happy to bat first in those conditions and uh, take the game on as they did and just uh, put the game out of sight. So I don't think, I really think that um, they are in uh, such good shape, felt so good about it and were such a good team that uh, it wouldn't matter what they were asked to do. Uh, Alyssa Healy, obviously the biggest score male or female in a World Cup final and gone past some serious names. To have her up the top of the order, it must just be so reassuring for the rest of the dressing room, knowing that she delivers time and time again on the big stage. Well, she's the ultimate big game player, isn't she? She's made 129 in the semi-final and 170 in the final. So that's when you want your players to stand up. So, yeah, and she's got a licence. She knows there's a lot below her, but she can take the game on. Doesn't always work. She had a bit of a, a sort of a middling tournament. It was a bit up and down until... Uh, she got to that uh, that uh, final and semi-final stage and, and really stepped up and yeah that that sort of generation, I suppose we can call them the uh, the golden generation of women's cricket, are uh, really at their peak now, aren't they? And they're sort of 30, 31 years old. Malcolm, what took place post 2017 when Australia did not have the success that they had become accustomed to? Well, they just uh, they changed their mindset and and they changed their planning around it as well. And Elisa Hilly's the obvious one. She was batting at seven in that team and they were open, opening the batting and it was a bit more of a traditional setup. and uh, they just sort of decided after the way that uh, Harman Precourt in particular, I think she made 171 sort of took them down, they just realised they had to t- play more attacking cricket, they had to go out there and make runs and take the game on with the bat and they also had to go out there and, uh, and take wickets and uh, they've certainly done that, they picked their sides accordingly they've backed their players in to play that sort of game and uh, they've done it magnificently so that sort of team that uh, was beaten in the semi-final by India in 2017 in the in the previous World Cup was uh, was probably a bit timid, and they they lacked the plan B in terms of their their bowling, and they lacked a, a sort of an overdrive in terms of their batting. Well, uh, they've got everything in abundance now, and uh, the, the next generation of talent coming through the Talia McGraths, the Annabelle Sutherland, who missed out but played some uh, some important games during the World Cup. Uh, those sort of players, sort of the young all-rounders, they've got a sort of surfeit of bowlers. Uh, they can, you know, have a, if Perry had been fit to bowl in that game, they would have had seven bowlers. The fact that they could get through without needing Perry to bowl to play as a batter only because of the, the back spasm she had that ruled her out of the previous two games, including the semi-final, is just remarkable. So, yeah, they've, uh, they've got an abundance of riches, uh, and uh, it's the mindset. So that when you do have young players like a... Tali McGrath or Annabelle Sutherland coming come in, they take the game on. Take it on with the bat, take it on with the ball. Speaking of mindset, Aaron Finch's mindset at the moment after two consecutive ducks, he just looks like a player, Malcolm, that's all at sea at the moment. Does he survive through to the World Cup later this year? Well, it's an interesting one, isn't it? They've got another uh, white ball series in Sri Lanka coming up in June. They play three 2020s and five one-dayers. And I really think he's got to stand up there and uh, and show that he's right to go because if he keeps going the way he is, I mean, he sort of he, his struggles are real. Like, he's, if you look at his last 11 international innings, uh, which are obviously uh, one day and uh, 2020, 
Uh, he's made eight single-figure scores in those 11 innings of score 35. So he's really struggling. He sort of he was put on the back foot, so to speak, sort of the middle of uh, last year when he suffered a knee injury, or his knee injury got to the point where he couldn't go on. Uh, he came home from the West Indies during that series, and it sort of put him back in terms of his preparation. He just hasn't been able to do the, the training he would have liked, but he sort of he said that he's sort of he's good now. That it's, it's the knees are no longer an excuse, but. Um, he also did say uh, during his uh, press conference after the series that, um, you know, at, uh, at 35, you know, later, he's 35, and he said sort of as you get sort of older, you start to, to doubt yourself, and I just wondered if that was a little bit of an insight into his mind. But certainly if you look at the, uh, the, the players given opportunities, I mean, if you, if you drew a, a list of the players who aren't playing and a list of the players who are playing, you'd think that on paper that all the guys who aren't playing would beat those who are. But a couple of them have really put their hand up. Travis Head. Well, I know the conditions are pretty flat and it's terrific to bat at the top of the order, but they are a, a quality pace attack, those Pakistani players. Uh, and um, so Travis and uh, Ben McDermott, sort of opening the batting and batting at three, have both put their hand up with some, uh, some excellent performances. And I would have thought that if Aaron Finch keeps going the way he's going, then Australia's just going to have to pick guys who've been doing the business because in the end, as good a captain and as good a servant as he's been and as dangerous he, as he can be, you can't carry someone like that uh, into a, uh, a World Cup, I wouldn't have thought. His alignment at the crease looks askew, Malcolm. Yes, well, he's always had that tendency to sort of fall across and sort of uh, the, the uh, plan A to Aaron Finch is to try and blow his front pad off because yeah. he, falls, he falls across. And uh, if, if you're in form and you're good enough, you're good enough to get your bat around the front pad and get... Uh, and get, get uh, a, a chunk of the ball and sort of get it away behind square leg somewhere for a single or a couple, but uh, he's just not, not able to do that, and particularly with the extra pace of the, of the Pakistani attack. So, no, it's, a, it's an area that he's always struggled with, but it's, it's accentuated now because of, the, uh, because of the, the problems that he's having. So, yeah, you know, he's got... Uh, <laughs> it's been a long-term issue, and it's, I'm afraid, when you're... Your eyes starting to go, or you're not you're not uh, in good nick, then uh, then that just gets accentuated. Malcolm Connors with us talking all things cricket. We're pretty excited over here in this part of Australia, Malcolm, because today, in all likelihood, WA will finally be lifting the Sheffield Shield for the first time in more than two decades. How have you seen from afar the events at the Wacker over the past four days? Yeah, I played some really solid cricket, haven't they? Uh, Bancroft gets a. 100 in the uh, in the first innings, and then uh, Whiteman, his opening partner, gets 100 in the second. So that's a nice way to set the game up. So, yeah, no, all credit to them. They've been the best team sort of through the year, and uh, they've put sort of performances on the board when it's mattered. So, um, it's uh, <laughs> it's always a different game. The Shield final, it's a it's a five-day game. There's nowhere to hide, and you have to play well to win them. Or in this case, it probably looks like it's going to be a draw. But uh, no, look, Western Australia deserves that opportunity. I mean, obviously the the interesting thing will be about uh, whether Sean Marsh goes on. I think he had a couple of, you know, 12 or 13 or something in, in that game, and he's 37 or 38 now. So while he might keep playing big bash, I think it's probably time to to uh, move younger players through. It's good to see young uh, Aaron Hardy um, score 100. He's an exciting young cricketer, and uh, it's an opportunity, I think, to, to bring more young cricketers into the system and, and give them opportunities. Malcolm, thank you very much for your time. A great day for Australian cricket yesterday over there in Christchurch. We appreciate your time. We'll catch up with you again soon. Thanks, guys.